Hello there. Welcome to episode 96 of the Oblivious Maximus podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Osborne. Uh, This week, my guest is Joel from The Amity Affliction. Joel and I talked about Poison the Well and their record, You Come Before You. Um, And then very quickly spiraled into just talking about everything else that's happening in the world and music and whatever else at the moment. Um, But yeah, it was a fun chat. Um, It was cool to talk to someone who really loves this record. And it's not a record that I've had that much exposure to. I've certainly heard the band a lot and lots of friends of mine love the band. So um, I've heard them in cars and things like that before. But it was cool to talk to someone who was sort of really into the record and, you know, knows a lot about the band as a fan. Um, But yeah, it was a fun chat um and yeah as i mentioned it kind of spirals out of control like these podcasts tend to do um and we just talk about everything else that's going on in joel's life and my life (laughs) and that sort of stuff at the moment but uh rip and chat it was fun uh hopefully do it again sometime about something else um so please enjoy episode 96 of the oblivious maximus podcast with joel birch from the amity affliction fucking brutal Joel, thank you for talking to me about a record. No problem. Um, all right, so you picked Poison the Well, You Come Before You. Why this record? Yes. Um, because it, well, two reasons. Um, it came at a, at a really good time for me. Um, just... You know, I I just sort of moved to Brisbane a few years earlier, and um, big city, big city for a uh, for a small town guy. Yeah, uh, it was pretty hectic, and um, I had a had a mixed experience. I was homeless there for a while, so um, yeah, brutal. Yeah, I just uh, I was like sort of coming to terms with becoming an adult and um, everything that that entails, and. And also, it's like super clear that he's got some uh, some issues with his dad. Yeah, uh, and it, so that this is the first album where I think he really explored that. Mm-hmm. And um, and I sort of, well, not sort of, I had the same same feelings, and you know, didn't didn't know my dad, and I was like, yes, this explains everything. And um, I'm I like very much about lyrics and. Uh, his lyrics are, are, you know, even from back then and still to this day, I think they, you know, they hold up well and really eloquent and um, just a great way of describing his his emotions. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's quite interesting. I think, <clears throat> I guess, music at this time as well, I mean, t- takes a bit of a, at least, you know, from from my perspective, takes a little bit of a turn where, a lot of bands do start exploring stuff, you know, heavy bands start exploring stuff in a lot more maybe deeper way than yeah, I, I yeah, guess previously sure. heavy bands had done, you know, other than just yeah. telling your parents to fuck off, like actually talking about <laughs> what your feelings are. 
yeah i and it was a it was a cool movement you know especially for me i've always been like a a softer sort of more emotional um person and so all this music coming out was was uh pretty pretty amazing for me i was like oh wow <laughs> maybe i'm not just a weird pussy um <laughs> other people are like this too yeah yeah so uh, it was cool you know and, and to have it come in this sort of uh packaged up in this sort of really aggressive mm. uh form was really cool for me because i was like oh you can you can actually explore these deep like these deep emotions and these feelings of abandonment and hurt but through get it out in this really aggressive manner and yeah. i was just like this is fucking it like obviously opposite of december was what introduced me to them like mm -hmm. every other person in the world but um this one i thought was like this sort of blew my mind i was just like this is fucking crazy yeah like, what how have they done this well it's really interesting because like i think <clears throat> i mean I've obviously listened to the band before and heard the record and stuff like that. Yeah. But like, I don't think I've ever really certainly with this band just like sat down and like I've been doing for this, like sitting down and actually listening to every song and making notes on it and stuff. But like, yeah, it's quite funny where, where this band, I don't want to say they get lumped with, but I, like they are often described. Oh, they, get, they get lumped. Yeah. Okay. They get lumped with. There you go. Yeah. I'll let you. I'll let you tell me that's okay to say that. Um, but yeah, they, yeah. I feel like they get relatively unfairly lumped as just like, oh, they're a metalcore band. That's it. Like, because yeah, yeah. But this record has such an interesting like tone to it. In that, like, the music is very like open sounding. The drums are really real, and like the guitars yeah. are quite airy and have a lot of space in them and stuff. And it's definitely not. If you say metalcore, this isn't that record. <laughs> no, you uh, like you think metalcore and you think like laptop. Yeah, absolutely. Or at least, at least I do. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like oh, metalcore. Oh, it's like super crispy. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like getting getting the the good thing at the supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. you've got the options there, and and someone goes, oh, you can. You can have metal and it's like the fucking rough product that's, you know, hearty and then metalcore is just this, it's like a Twinkie. A it's can, like, yeah. <laughs> it's a can. It's nice. It's presented perfectly. It's, uh, it's, when it's they, all there. It's when they say need. those tomatoes are organic, but it's wrapped in like a plastic wrapper with a styrofoam tray. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta love that. They gotta, they gotta, uh, you know, have have the marketing and um, and still sort of shout out to the to the environmental destroyers <laughs> at the same time. Keep everyone happy. Yeah, um, yeah. It, but it, no, I I do know what you mean because um, most most metalcore music that came out around this time um, was pretty like boring, and I don't think anyone was really pushing the boundaries. They'd sort of discovered oh, this works and everyone was sort of sticking to it or or trying to add more singing in, whereas yeah. I think these guys, these guys just uh, continued what they did on Tear from the Red, but better. Yeah. Well, and certainly, like, I think as well, <clears throat> a big thing with music like this for me is that when I don't like it is when the singing is very jarring, where, like, where it, where it does feel like it's been 
like shoehorned in by someone going oh you you scream in the breakdown chorus. you sing in the chorus that's how it goes <laughs> you know like, yeah 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 where this Which seems is, to be quite I mean, natural for them yeah and i think as well like he's got a pretty diverse voice so i think like him just like uh speaking into singing into screaming mm. back into speaking into screaming back into singing is like it just seems to ebb and flow more with how he's feeling in the song than than necessarily um just a, a standardized kind of formula yeah so I always thought rather cool. than just fitting it into the part it's a part of or whatever yeah and i think like they i, I mean it sounds like you didn't really follow them at all, but if you if you take the time to listen to where they ended up as mm. well um, with the Tropic Rot, it's insane. Like they they just kept progressing, um, yeah. But but never in like a, a linear format. They just sort of they really pushed it and pushed it and pushed it until the very end. Yeah, well, like a lot of my close friends, I guess, like loved them. So I've had I've had like a a exposure to it by like people listen you know housemates listening to it or listening to it in the yeah. car or on drives or whatever um but i mean one thing you know one thing that i guess surpri- surprised me in this record and again because because it's not i guess the end of the progression this is sort of a, you know a bit earlier on in yeah. the piece in terms of the the life this, of the band i'd say this is like yeah i'd say this is like the first step they took yeah away from away from what was a, a fairly traditional metalcore structure sure there, but there's even like i mean and i don't know maybe it is because you know obviously reading a bit about it like it's it's the first you know the, the record that's on like a, a big label not not like a, a metalcore hardcore label or whatever but it yeah the, and i don't know if it's maybe there was a more more budget to explore doing things but like i mean the fact that there's like throughout the record there's like little flourishes of like country guitar surf rock like yeah, slide man. guitar yeah. use like all that stuff to me yeah. as a guitar player to me that stuff is like the sickest thing ever <laughs> like if i could do that on every record i would you know yeah you're like full nerd you're like hang on a second <laughs> like what's going on here yeah like fully yeah because they there are quite a number of guitars on there and um yeah I, I don't know why that would have been i think i for a, for a time there a lot of bands were getting pretty um hectic budgets yeah well i mean pe- people were still buying records yeah yeah well and i think recording it like i mean i i saw that they recorded the drums and stuff at sound city in la which is like you know they recorded fleetwood mac there and stuff so like it's pretty yeah um, yeah and I know some people that have recorded there, and I know it is still very expensive. So I can only imagine, yeah, it was yeah, even more back then. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's for sure. Like, yeah, of it would have been pretty insane. Yeah, but um, it's I always find it weird how bands are like, yeah, I want to go record here because this record was done there, mm. and um, and then I guess you've got bands like Parkway that just fart on the famous amps and stuff like that so you know <laughs> different ends of the spectrum there but um well you yeah, know I, you got I different always, reasons always, to go you know sometimes you just yeah, want to go yeah. fart on something yeah i'm just gonna go fart on this led zeppelin amp you know it's, <laughs> it's uh it's 
pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I, I never really understood that. I guess maybe you hear like a, you might know as a guitarist, but is it like a room thing? Like you think oh, I'll get a certain sound from this room or? I don't, I don't know. I think, I, I certainly think there's a bit more, I don't know if it's like hype around you just want to do the thing where someone else has done it or i mean obviously i don't record stuff so i don't know what the actual intention would be i mean i know certainly when i was younger like there was always like oh i'd love to go record here because this death metal record was done there or here because this great hardcore record was done there or whatever but then like as i get older like the last proper record i did we went and fucking rented a house like an hour out of Canberra and just fitted the house out. And it was like the sickest thing ever because I just got pissed with my four mates for a week. And like that, like, I don't know that's if that's growing better. up, but like. <laughs> that's so much better. That's like dad rock. Well, and it, it actually was dad rock. And the whole reason we did it yeah. was because our bass player needed to go home because he just had a kid. So he was like. Well, there you go. You know, yeah, absolute dad rock. But. I that to me that I don't know like I guess I suppose as well it's it's definitely different I mean and you you've probably experienced this a bit but it's definitely it, it feels considerably different for bands that obviously live in the country where these things are based so like you know there's a studio that Led Zeppelin oh, recorded yeah. at and it's down the road from your house versus us having to fly to the yeah. other side of the earth to get to it you know <laughs> Yeah that is true that is true um yeah i never i never ever thought about that but i'm just a a crude vocalist and i'm i'm very typically a vocalist i don't (laughs) i don't play any instruments i don't care i don't understand what a song sounds like if they take my singing off it (laughs) (laughs) like i (laughs) i am i am very much the typical front man idiot i'm the i'm the caveman in the band well at least you're focused you know that that's something to say oh, that's that's one way to put it <laughs> <laughs> um i think another thing that i noticed that like another note that i made about it was like while while it doesn't um what like while his vocals don't fit into the i guess normal you know, brutal verse singing chorus every time that a metalcore band would do it. It does have like th- that. Being said, it does have some very like hooky choruses to it, which yeah, a- again, absolutely. again, that I mean, as a you know, as as like a you know, someone who hasn't focused much attention on the record before, that is you know, that's why people like pop music. It really su- it sucks you in, you know, having yeah. being able to have that hook there, um. Yeah, but it, it really and like again, I don't know if this is a if this is a diss to them, but like it definitely a lot of that reminded me of like the Deftones and stuff. But I don't know if that's I don't know if that's intentional. They would love that. Okay, well there you go. They, that's like one of their favorite bands, mate. So, I'm I'm killing it with these random yeah, shots in the dark yeah. with poison. Yeah, horror. dude, <laughs> just nailing it. <laughs> Yeah, but that was, um, I remember like seeing interviews and, and reading interviews with them and they were always going on about the Deftones. So I think um, that's probably the coolest thing about Deftones is they, they inspired music mm. across the spectrum. You know what I mean? Like they, they were very much, 
they were huge and they were a popular band, but they were also like a very band kind of yeah. band's band at the same time because they had all these crazy weird tricks that no one had done. Yeah. Well, that, that's what this band strikes me as too. I don't know. I could be, again, I could be wrong about that. I don't know them that no, well. No, you're pretty right as well. All the bands, mad sweaty. And I think they were like, they were, they were very big in their time, but they were definitely like trailing behind uh, bands like 18 Visions and Atreyu. Yeah. Um, just because they were, they weren't as like straightforward, I guess. There's a bit more to it. Yeah. And I mean, the interesting thing with that though, too, is like it, it's kind of a, I mean, well, obviously it is a bummer for, for those, for people who care a lot about it, but as well, it's like that, um, you know, that, that payoff is, is never going to actually be there for that stuff. Like, no, I, I, I assume there's not that many people who froth to try you back in the day that are still sitting there going like, Gotta put that fucking Atreyu record on, you know. Like, it, uh, it, it, it feels like that's something you you grow out of a little bit. But the like, yeah. we we are we played with them in Japan recently with Atreyu. Yeah. How how was and it? That? Was it was so bizarre. It was just so bizarre because I mean, like we've we've been doing like I guess the band started in part because of them, like yeah. not on my part, but Aaron was a super fan and, um, and just being there was just such a strange, like, I was just like, we wouldn't exist without this band. And I don't care. Like, <laughs> I <was> just... <laughs> but they, they were another band that kind of that, um, I don't know. Again, I could, uh, I could be wrong about this. I'm taking a lot of just pot shots with metalcore here, but like they, they were definitely one of those bands as well that seemed to adopt some strange like cock rock stylings about their band as well. Uh, do you remember? Do you remember what happened there for a while? Like every metalcore band yeah. lost their mind and thought they were in Motley Crue. Yes, like Ed, they're all wearing bandanas, big Guns and Roses yeah, vibe dude. happening, the big fucking belt buckles and everything. Like <laughs> I don't. It was really weird there for a while. I don't know what was going on. I was watching it happen to all my friends. The <laughs> hair spiked up, but like real long hair. I was just like, what is happening? I don't understand. Heaps of like the uh, two revolver pistols on the. Oh, like, yeah. At the bottom of the stomach. I was just like, this is so crazy. I, like, they're not. This That will never exist again. No. And that era of music. <laughs> yeah. And that that's what's like. I, I, and I think that's what really is a det- unfortunate detriment to a band like this is that of this, the time frame that they existed, what was, I guess, more present in people's vision was stuff like that. <laughs> like a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Fuck, you remember Wendy Icon? Oh yeah, yeah. Like that is a band that just took it to the next level. And. Well, morning tired yeah i was i was just about to say people we know we all know very well <laughs> vinny's uh vinny's still there oh man it, what a what an unfortunate thing that everyone found motley crew is like uh in their that's like yeah like in their 20s yeah like, why yeah, yeah. Well, I, I went back and watched um 
I watched uh, some some morning tide videos just like maybe a, a month or two ago, and I was just like, "This sounds like it could be on that catatonic youth's Instagram." Oh, it there from time. I, I am basically all my life at the moment is just spent waiting for the day that someone finds the music that I've played when I was a kid, and it ends <laughs> up on there. Like, Half the reason I follow it is just out of personal fear that I'm going to be featured at some point. Uh, it'll be a, it'll be a reckoning for Australian music because there was some <laughs> funny music being made. Yeah, I mean it, some great some great music, but some funny music as well. Well, yeah, and it just it just seems yeah it seems odd. It seemed really odd to me that that period became, I guess, because the music was quite becoming quite successful i suppose in the context of what it was that either either labels liked it so they got signed to big labels which clearly this record did but that's obviously a music thing like but then other bands maybe if the labels didn't come their way of trying to you know get attention for the label was maybe we just add a bit more cock rock in here and (laughs) Like the whole- yeah, it's so strange. Like maybe it's maybe it's what we look like, mm. which is I don't know. That whole that whole era was so cheap, you know. Like yeah, it it ruined so many bands, and then there was also like MTV was still a thing, and they just started doing that MTV Cribs, and like they were they were doing like they did a tray when they did Eating Visions, and it was just like what? Why is this happening to? to this music like yeah this music is not is not for that but uh but everyone tried to make it for that and uh and it sort of dwindled off yeah well and and then and then it seems like a lot of those bands now too that are still going that aren't you know that didn't sort of bite the dust have have either had to revert back to what they were doing and they've kind of lost it or they've just sort of kept following the path of like strangeness. Like even though it's a more like metal version of it, like a band like Machine Head, like when they started, they were like a legit band. Like people liked them. They were guys from an old metal band that people liked. And now they're just like a, you know, they're like a, they're like a catatonic youths band at this point. Like, and it seems so, like if you told me in school, one day you'll be making fun of Machine Head, I'd be like, no fucking way, bro. No way will I make fun of Machine Head, you know? And now, like, if I see a picture of the singer, I'm just like, oh God, what is this dude doing? Yeah. I've, um, I've only ever liked one of their records and it's from like 2002 or something. There you go. 2001, 2002. Yeah. And then after that, I was like. I don't understand this anymore. And, yeah, they uh, they have a real like. I would say the vibe now is kind of like bordering on, like your red American states, <laughs> like metal nice. fans. Like nice. they've they've kind yeah. of yeah. I, I say no more. I understand. <laughs> they've kind yeah. of lost. Like, the, uh, they just lost it. It's like it's Lamb of Lamb of God. Hmm. Like. I mean, music for rednecks, but we're yeah. uh, super intelligent people in the band. It makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, I think, and I, I, what, again, when, when you look at trying to tie it a little bit back into this record, when, when you look at... Oh, yeah, we just keep, keep <laughs> rambling, sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. When, um, 
when you think about a band like this too, it it is very interesting that 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 part of that um, it started broadening out so much into more like I guess like normal people or or people who wouldn't otherwise associate with this because this musically again like I, I mentioned before that musically this record's like quite interesting. It's very you know, there's yeah. lots of weird time signatures. There's lots of weird song structures. There's lots of experimental sort of, you know, music. I think like there's a harmonica on it at one point. Like surely it's got to be the only metalcore record with a harmonica on it. <laughs> like, well, I don't think it's. I don't think it's the last time they use that either. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty. Sh- I'm pretty sure it comes back in in a later album. But if like if you go and um, like listen to versions and then listen to the tropic rot and then mm. they did these they put out this uh release that was just like weird shit they'd worked on it wasn't like it wasn't b-sides but it wasn't a record kind of thing yeah and it was so sick it was just like the most hectic aggressive like thrashy sort of um metalcore but without like fully no frills just yeah like, they just went for it and it's just called one two three four that's it yeah sick (laughs) yeah and it's fucking insane but um yeah they i i don't know man they like they're i don't i I, for me like this album is sort of hard to beat um yeah within within metalcore i i think they were the best band to ever do it and they did it in in the best like most honorable kind of fashion you know what i mean like they didn't They never cheapened themselves. Within within that lens, what what would be stuff that you would you would otherwise associate this with? Like, what would this to you? What would its actual peers be? I thought that it was like a um, it was like the if you if you put Shyhalut on paper and then you and then you put two forks off. Mm. I always thought that one fork went to misery signals and that this could possibly be a different iteration yeah. of that. Sure. Um, if that makes sense. So yeah, like misery signals, misery signals kind of like, I don't want to say dumbed down because they're really insane musicians, but mm. they definitely made shy Halud a bit more palatable. Yeah. I guess maybe it was the lyrics as well because like Matt Fox wrote like he was from the 1500s, but um, <laughs> he yeah, I agree <laughs> with that. He did. I I mean I was doing um, I was doing creative writing at at university at the time, and when when uh that within Blood Hill Temple came out, and I did like a two and a half thousand word essay on <laughs> on childhood, and I was just like. Yeah, this dude is fully speaking like Shakespeare. Like it's pretty wild. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I just sort of I I thought or felt that the softer parts of Shyhood created um, or like inspired Poison the Well mm. in my head at least, and and you know maybe not Shyhood, but definitely that sort of strain of music that was happening at the time. Like yeah. The more the weird, like melodic metal mixed with hardcore kind of thing that happened. 
Yeah. All right. It was all that whole era, like the whole like Hellfest era, was really um, like crazy and and brought about some really insane music and crossover stuff. So it's hard to say, but I, yeah. I mean, it just I don't think. No, go on. Yeah, I don't think they had a, a peer mm. at at the point where they were banned. Yeah, it kind of it to me a lot of like parts of it even. And I don't know if it's just like the, you know, sort of like the openness of how it sounds. Like it actually sounds like real drums. It sounds like real guitars and things like that. Even reminded me of like, you know, it's obviously a bit of a dumbed down version of it. But parts of it even reminded me of like Hope Conspiracy and things like that as well, which I'm sure musically weren't exactly the same, but had the, I don't know. if they were all like... I th- like you'd remember back then everything was informing everything like it was mm. it was pretty normal to go like and watch a band like from these wounds with against yeah with like even with amity and we did not fit on the bill but the bill was just so mixed there'd be like an emo band on the same on oh the yeah same show you know and everyone was just all about it so i i would be surprised if hopecon didn't inform parts of poison the well yeah i mean like that that would that would shock me yeah it's it's quite interesting now how well i mean how that that seems to have taken a relative shift in that i mean like all the first shows i played you know like the first band i was in was effectively like a new metal band that became a death metal band over the course of us like growing up but like yeah the first show i think the like the first show we played as a new metal band was with like actual death metal bands and then when we were actually a death metal band we were playing with like pop punk bands so it was like yeah just just insane yeah which to think about now is like a show like that would not happen anymore (laughs) and it wouldn't work yeah like no one would go i'd be like what (laughs) no yuck (laughs) i guess the it was a burgeoning um scene back then like we're pretty old it was different. There were less less people into it. It was definitely much more of a subculture. It wasn't, you know, no. The biggest band I think was probably Prom Queen. And looking back, they weren't very big. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, and it, it's it is funny to think about that. It is. Yeah, it's funny to think about that stuff now in the context of where, you know, a lot of that is at this point too. Like, I mean. You know, going from playing, playing those, uh, you know, your band is a good example. Going from playing sh- the weird little mix bill shows to playing, you know, obviously doing your own headline tours that are at big venues and things like that. It is, yeah. And but obviously, you know, the lineup doesn't translate to to that as time goes on. Like you know, the obviously when you no, guys do which tours, is, which you gotta, is a shame. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Well, I don't know. We we so. We're at a point now where we really do try to um, diversify it. Yeah. Um, but we couldn't do that like four years ago. Mm. You know what I mean? So there was a period where we had to have like, yes, okay, well, we have to put like metalcore band A, metalcore band B, and maybe like, oh, like poppy, poppy yeah. metalcore pop punk or some shit on there 
you know what I mean? Like it had to be super relevant, but um, we're trying to sort of kick that to the curb. And then, but we, then we tried to do it in Europe and it just it didn't work. <laughs> they, they weren't ready for that. <laughs> they're not, they're not about the mixed bill. They like things to be, they like it to go from, uh, from zero to 11 for the whole night. <laughs> I have to say when, when I exist, our band toured over there and there was like, we would play like our band being the frame of it, just being all like stupid stoner metal stuff. Like when we would play, when we would get to, you know, play some of those festivals and stuff, it would be like the greatest show ever. If another band of our similar vein was happening and if it if we were on the hardcore yeah. whatever serious guy bill, <laughs> no one was vibing on our weed leaf bandanas and stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel that, dude. I feel that. Well, you'll be happy to know that once we uh, played our first, the first uh, festival of our festival run over there, um, we played this festival and we, were, we rocked up and we we're like, fuck this is insane it's like on this beautiful beautiful river in austria somewhere like right on the border of austria and germany and we're like swinging off a rope having the time of our lives we go back to the bus and all we can hear is techno and we're like oh that's weird like that seems pretty weird and then as the hours go on it's like has anyone heard of band (laughs) and um we were like the only band on the first day. Jesus. <laughs> it was like a, a warm-up day <laughs> for the festival. <laughs> so, yeah, I have, uh, I too have enjoyed those awkward European experiences oh, because Europeans are just so strange to me. Like, they're, they're like so curious that they'll watch you just to see what's going on. And then you're like in this weird predicament where you're looking at people not enjoying your music and it makes it very difficult to enjoy what you're doing. We had we had a dude at one of one of the shows. Um, he was like, yeah, we were just like the opening band, who, who cares, whatever. But at one of the shows, there was a dude who was like up the front when we we're about to play and we were like, oh, this guy fucking knows us. This is this is wild, a dude in well, I can't remember. Maybe it was in like Denmark or something. Oh, this guy fucking knows like this is sick. And then he was just sort of wearing like normal clothes, standing at the front, and then like we're oh, setting up. Yeah. He was watching us, and I was like, oh, this this is changing. He left and came back, <laughs> and he was like literally head to toe, hat, t-shirt, shorts, all D's nuts merch, and was just a big like Australian export fan like that's what he was down for and he just he kept screaming out like aussies at us the whole time the thing was happening oh wow and then um at the end of the show like you know we're finishing and we're like wrapping up and as soon as we stopped playing on the pa that it started playing acdc and the dude was at the sound desk and i was like oh he's the sound guy (laughs) like that that's (laughs) The sound guy just loves Australia. So, yeah. And I was it's like, such a weird thing, isn't it? It was bizarre. It was, so, and it was yeah. one of those things where I was like, as our group of friends, that's like our one of our like go to things now is just like, you remember when that guy, we thought a guy liked our band, but turns out he actually was just like 
strangely man. a big fan of Australian stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's definitely not a world that we're uh, used to over there. It's a different, different kind of um, passion. Yeah. Say. Um. So how how are you going? I mean, obviously you're at home like everyone else, but how is like how has this shit impacted you guys? I assume very considerably. Um Oh yeah. Yeah, we're we're lucky that we um that we played the two tours at the start of the year. Yeah. And then um we had uh, like we get royalties or whatever, but um, we like t- because because of where the band's at internationally. Whenever we get paid a sum from Roadrunner or whatever, it, it just goes back into the band. Like mm. I don't see any money. No one sees any like cash or whatever, right? And, yeah. Um, this year we we're like, yes, finally we're going to get to have some cash from royalties. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we didn't see any cash. Uh-huh. no cash here yeah, no cash yeah Brutal. so um yeah so you know it's i'm i'm fine we're fine we've got we're we're still getting paid like we get a, a wage and we still get paid until um february is like when we're gonna absolutely run out of money yeah um so hopefully something happens before then or <laughs> yeah very grim yeah, but I mean, I I just got accepted into law school, so hey, I'm doing good one. That. Yeah, because if you can't tour, I was starting to go a bit crazy, so I think I needed to pour some energy into something. Yeah, well, I mean, actually, I've been slowly chipping away at a master's for like two years now, and the actual one of the biggest benefits of being trapped at home has been like, I've been smashing that stuff. So like, I'm definitely. Yeah. What are you doing your master's in? Business administration. Very boring, but. Um, nice. I've been. HR? I know I've like, I work for a company that manages before and after school care programs, which I've been doing okay. for a long time. I have a teaching degree and, but I've just been in this job for so long and it, and it, it's great, but the problem with the teaching degree is all it prepares you to do is be a teacher. It does not, yeah, does not afford you <laughs> surprisingly. Yeah, yes, it's much like learning guitar. It doesn't really prepare you for it. the two things I've devoted all my energy to have prepared me for two things only. So, yeah, two very two very specific things. Yeah, yeah. but um. Yeah, but because I've been sort of in this management position for quite a while now, I got accepted into this business degree and which has been really good because it's actually like made me realize like, oh, all this stuff that I've been doing at work and also like with band things like applying for grants and things like that, like, yeah, I know how to do all this stuff. So, oh, wow. You're the, you're the grant guy. I'm the boring grant guy. <laughs> wow. Grants are so hectic. Yeah, but, you know, free money is also very sick. Free so. money is great, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree, but Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's... it. Um, but so, like, doing doing the... Getting the piece of... I mean, it's annoying that we live in a culture where you have to have a piece of paper to say that you can do something. But, you know, at the same time, like, it is good to get the foundational knowledge as well, not just 
I've read a hundred spreadsheets at this point, so I know how to do one myself, you know? <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so, like, for you guys, is did you just sort of have to reschedule everything or are you just sort of planning on attacking it when, when it can go back to uh, normal? Well, I mean, because everything's, like, different in each different um, zone. So, like, yeah. we, we only really tour mainland Europe, the UK and America outside of Australia. So, mm. the whole of Europe basically just moved everything by 12 months. Yeah. Um, it seems like that they just all went, yeah, whatever, 2020 is done. So, yeah. just cut it literally off. <laughs> everything just got moved <laughs> 12 months. So um yeah we're just just really hoping that australia sort of can get this under control because a lot is riding on uh riding on australia so yeah it seemed it seems really good until last week and then it seemed really bad yeah well and i don't know i like it my mum works for a healthcare organization and she she was kind of i don't know taking a more taking the more like conservative view of like don't go back to work it's gonna kick off again like which obviously she works for healthcare you know advocacy groups yeah so she, of she, course it's gonna kick off yeah yeah <laughs> and so like it's I, just like well even just like when i said to her i was like oh you know the pubs are opening up again and stuff and she was like don't go to the pub it's like i'll tell you now it's cool that they think it should open but it'll be closed in like a month yeah and yeah, she was right. it's so strange how it's so strange how like a minority opinion to op- to open things back up fast is like the most uh, pushed opinion in the media, and it actually swayed the leader of Victoria to do something super stupid. Yeah, and that it's... he was like he was he like wasn't that keen on doing it, but yeah. he just went, oh wow, look every channel. <laughs> every channel is calling me fucking Hitler, so I better open it. It it's so strange too, because like I mean, and I guess obviously, you know, live in a live in a bit of a bubble with everyone that I talk to shares the same opinion and is trying trying their best to do the right thing. And you know, even like myself, for example, like I'm in I'm in the industry that is like very directly is being very directly impacted in that we have this weird dynamic where we have to be open to make money for our company, but then we also are deemed an essential service because we are a childcare business. And if we're not open, then some people who actually have to go to work like doctors don't have somewhere to put their kids. So it's very, it's very strange. Like in one, in one sense, like we want to be open, but then me personally, you know, I was like, when our work was like, oh, you know, we can we can open again, we can do this again. And I was like, I don't want to fucking leave my house. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust any of you. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. All the people going so, in there have been going to these fucking pubs that I'm been told not to go to by my mum. So yeah, like, yeah. You're like, you're like, I saw your Instagram story, dude. <laughs> like, you were uh squished in like sardines the 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 funniest uh, thing for me with with all of that was it got laxed for a, like a week and a half and then 
at the next weekend where it was going to increase how relaxed it was. So it was going to go up by another however many level. It went up for literally one day and then got pulled back. And then yeah. one week later, we're now, you know, all working from home again, yeah. all back at home. And it's just like, fuck, man, imagine if we didn't have that one day of it being silly and then the one week of it being a little bit more conservative. Yeah. This all probably wouldn't just have like, happened. <laughs> yeah, just like two extra weeks. You know what I mean? Like, it just seems like a small price to pay for the betterment of the entire population. Well, some of us got to go to the pub for a week, so it's worth it for all the yeah, people that are now yeah. in, in hospital. So, so bad. Yeah. Seems to seems to be split along a pretty, um, pretty clear-cut ideological ways of thinking to... Uh, yeah, it's... I, I don't know. I mean, I think the, the... A thing like this that, you know, I, I guess... I don't know how, how people are using it to you know it's it's good like like you said like using it to okay i'll enroll in uni i'll try and do try and do something else but i've found it to be incredibly um oppressive to my actual like creativity other than doing this like other than doing the podcast i've had like it's been i don't know why like i don't know if it's just like being at home all the time is not good for my brain or something nah, like i don't i don't think it's just you i think there's a certain um there's a certain freedom that you feel when you choose to stay at home yeah and you choose to be on your own and you choose to be isolated from friends and you choose to to sort of spend a bit of time with yourself and when someone says all right that's cool now do that for a month yeah. and you're just like i don't i don't want to yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, and like things will open back up, and and we'll all go, we'll all see our friends, and then we'll all go, oh sweet, that was that was that, and now I, I want to go home, and yeah, on my own, but it'll be on your terms. So I just don't think, like when when things aren't on your terms, then how are you meant to stay in a creative space or or even a happy space? Yeah, because you 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 lose the agency of your own decisions. Yeah, well, I mean, and I think that was like half half the reason I started doing this again was because it was like, yeah, fuck, I gotta like the thing that I like the most, the thing that I reckon I've personally got the most out of playing in bands and playing shows and stuff has been actually just talking to people and making friends. Like that's far more than actually doing the guitar part or you know like it's it's actually just been like oh i get to interact with people who have similar thoughts that i do or like the same things that i do and it's fun to talk to them about whatever you know like even as yeah. much as like yeah. talking about a record like we have done now is like it is actually just the function to speak to a person about something it's not actually the yeah you know um yeah but, but this the whole spark back for this was like, fuck, if I can't do this with the same eight people that I do it with every week, I'm going to have to fucking start doing it with other people. Let's, I'll rev this back up again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's get this baby started. Mm. 
because I am fucking bored and miserable. <laughs> and now some people listen to it, so thanks for tuning in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it's good, man. I think, like, that's another thing is um, this, I feel like podcasts are like the, the, the modern zine, you know yeah. what I mean? Like the modern, the modern distro as well. It's like you listen to them, you want to listen to people who you're interested in hearing what they've got to say about something. They mention other things, and you're like, "Oh, I better go check that out." Mm. And so it's it's no different than picking up a zine from the local distro guy. I used to be like, like that's how I used to find all my music. Just like, go see the distro guy. Got yeah, yeah. Fucking twenty bucks this week. Go buy a record. Yeah. What's I mean? I think the 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 thing that I found like the most enjoyable out of out of doing stuff like this is as well just like i guess getting put on to stuff that i wouldn't otherwise do which is exactly what you just mentioned like had i not i mean i think i found like everything that i used to love listening to and a big thing for me and like when i was younger was just like oh what shirts are those are those bands wearing okay now i'll go listen to all the bands on the shirts of the bands you know that i like yeah 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 but like even more, even more than that now is like things like this or, or like, you know, as much as I don't try and spend too much time sitting in like YouTube holes or whatever, but like, you know, oh, but they happen. They, oh yeah. <laughs> they give me, give me, give me a couple of beers and a, after a football game and I'm just like melting on the couch in a YouTube hole, but like, <laughs> it, um, it's a, you got the uh, you got the replays in the corner and the uh, music on the on the big screen. It um it's uh it's really one of the, I think that one of the things that like a modern a modern pleasure that I will never get over is like how does my TV exactly know what my drunk brain wants to see and how do they know it's this you know Rage Against the Machine <laughs> live video from '98 <laughs> like. <laughs> Why has this happened to me? Yeah, I I wonder. It's like you, yeah. I guess I guess it would uh it would be accruing all the things you talked about each part of the day and delivering a a, a very well informed guess at what you're <laughs> going to be thinking when you turn the TV on at like nine forty five p.m. on game day. As much as I, like. as much as I hate that someone is listening to me in my pocket all the time, it's made when I'm pissed on the couch very easy. Yeah, you like it's pretty convenient. Like, <laughs> yeah. Isn't that just how we throw away our liberty anyway? Yeah, I've give just... me convenience or give me death. Yeah. <laughs> I've just succumbed to YouTube. This is the, the the sad the sad part of COVID for my existence is that. Now all I yeah, am is well, just a shell watching YouTube. I think, uh, I think, like, sans the fact that I'm, I am in a in a band that is touring, and that's my that's my uh, my job. Um, I am also victim to all the all the various stereotypes of like the old rocker man who just listens to <laughs> old music, like. From, from when I was younger and better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, all the yeah. rap I like is from the 90s. Like, all the hardcore I like is, like, mostly from the early 2000s and late 90s. It's like, 
just not changing. And now I hear like, uh, you know, like I hear knocked loose. I'm like, yeah, it's sick, but um, I already heard this. Like, <laughs> When I was growing up, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> just like, I'll just go listen to where this came from. Yeah. I mean, I th- and I think even for me now, when I do hear like a, like newer bands that I like or whatever, I'll, I'll rip into it for a little bit and then I'll just go, got to listen to the band that this came from, <laughs> which is like. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. But- and I, I find that, you know, I'm like, even because for me, um, like with with age, I've like I, I like uh, metal more. Like not I'm sure. not like a metal fan or anything, but I I can I listen to like melodic death metal and some black metal, and I'm like, yeah, this is sick. Mm. But um, then I'll for me, it's like hearing a, a band like Justice for the Damned or <laughs> something like that, and I'm like, oh, this. Like even the other like a few weeks ago, I listened to Against, yeah, like their la- their later stuff, and I listened and I was like, "Why don't I like Slayer?" <laughs> like, I was like, "This is just Slayer," and yeah. I I like went and listened to Slayer. You know what I mean? And mm. I was like, "This is actually pretty sick." <laughs> <laughs> and um, I guess it was just like that weird, uh, like just I guess wanting to belong to a a niche yeah you know like a, a subset of a, of a culture yeah i mean i think and i think that that in itself was like a, a a maybe like a challenging aspect of playing music in this sort of like scene for a lot of people was um i i, I don't know like I, I kind of feel like a lot of there there was definitely there's definitely a a, a subculture group within you know, modern music of like purists who who are always beefing on whatever you like to tell you that the original version was better. But at the same time, like it's just so dumb, isn't it? Yeah, it's it it's fucking stupid. But I mean, at at the same time too, like, and you know, admittedly, it's like the foundation of everything that I love. But like, Black Sabbath gets cooler every year to me. So like, I don't I don't know. Oh, but they're so good. <laughs> Like, I don't know how, so, how much so more good. I could love them, but every year I seem yeah. to be more keen. But, man, you just think, like, no one had done that. Yeah. Like, that's what makes it cooler. That's, mm. like, like it's hard, it's hard to say, you know, like, no one had done this, and yeah. they can fully say it. <laughs> they can just be like, yep, no one had done it. No one, like yeah, yeah. The Rolling Stones is the Rolling Stones is just blues music from white people. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you know, Black Sabbath is like straight up. We invented heavy metal. <laughs> yeah. See you later. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, like it's um, it's definitely like I think something that that I well again like if I'm trapped trapped melting into the couch it's something where i get i'm just like i'm spending way too much time thinking about the origin of black of music and i get just get back to black sabbath and then you know the night's over that's a good it's a good yeah yeah and then you go yep i was correct (laughs) (laughs) 
I was right. Thank you for reading my yeah. diary, YouTube. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. Oh, um. All right. Well, let's uh let's uh wrap this up. Thank you for um. Thanks for chatting to me about a record, and then also just of every course. everything yeah. else also, that's happening. Everything, everything but the record. Yeah. <laughs> um. It's fine. It's it's how I like to roll. Yeah. Well, no, I appreciate it. Um. I mean, I would say, what do you have coming up? But we're all well aware that. Yeah. Nothing. It's nothing. So study. I have lots of study, 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 study coming out. Lots of reading. So, so all the all the best with your reading and your study. But yeah, thanks heaps for doing yeah. it, man. Of course, man. Anytime. Cheers. And uh enjoy enjoy the COVID lockdown version two. <laughs> oh god. It's depressing. I'll try. <laughs> all right. Cheers, all right. Man. See you, mate. Thanks. <laughs>